0: Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School Podcast. This is episode 183, 183, baby. And I have a guest for you today. I've got one of my warriors in a hot seat. Yes, I do. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed these podcast episodes with the warriors. Uh, I've loved doing them. I actually just love spending time with these women. I love getting in a room with them, even though it's a Zoom room, And connecting. They're inspiring. Uh, They're the heart of my work. They are why I do what I do. And I'm actually going to do a podcast episode kind of wrapping them all together in some really big learnings and insights uh, and words of wisdom and pieces of advice that they've shared. Uh, If you haven't heard, there's a theme (laughs) running through them. Uh, which is very, very cool. And so I have a guest for you today, Meg. Uh, Meg and I have been together for, well, it's probably gonna be around a year, maybe when you hear this uh, podcast episode, pretty close to a year. And like so many women, Meg was all over the place (laughs) with her training and health. And for her, it was all about aesthetic goals. She said to me, Everything was how I looked and none of it was how I felt. I really looked at training as something that had to be done and it was a chore, exercise to compensate or as a punishment for unhealthy choices. And so she tried so many things, uh, HIIT workouts, diets, quick fixes, online programs. But even after trying all of that, she ended up completely sedentary due to back and hip pain. And in 2002, she herniated discs, L5 and S1, and had to get corticosteroid injections to manage her pain. But both her surgeon and her physio recommended strength training as part of her recovery, which is super, super cool and not very common. So I celebrate that surgeon and that physio because she just had no real structure in her training and she lacked energy and she was pushing her body too hard, that's, um, you know, that resulted in this back injury. And so while she was injured uh, and, you know, looking at her recovery, she, she kind of just paused and thought a lot about what she wanted to achieve through training. And she started to do some work around her nutrition and divorcing the diet culture and some really uh, long-held beliefs about what health is. So she made changes to her nutrition. She found, you know, the pro-metabolic space, uh, started to get some more energy in, find some more stability and balance. And then once she felt more stable, she was ready to take the next step. So she was really, really ready to look at her training And it was around mid-2022 that Meg and I first connected uh, and we started work together. And so the hardest, you know, the first three months were quite hard for her. She didn't trust her body because of her back injury. You know, when I slow them all down at the start and we rebuild the foundation from the ground up, it's really hard and it's really frustrating. (laughs) But I knew... She had it in her. I can just, I can always tell. I can tell that the women who are going to make it. uh, And I think I spoke about this on a previous podcast episode. A lot of women just won't get there. But, and I can tell straight away if they've got what it takes. And Meg has what it takes. She is fierce, she's got determination, she's disciplined. Uh, But she's really learned to like lean into training and have fun with it and use it as a tool and a way to learn more about herself and her body. And fast forward like almost a year and she's got a consistent training practice. She's been training three or four days a week for the last 12 months and she got some really cool results in the Warrior Queen Challenge. It was so badass to watch her over those 12 weeks. I think she set a goal for her squat, uh, which was, I think it was 60 kilos. And she wanted to achieve that by the end of the 12 weeks. I think she smashed that at week five or week six. Uh, And so in this podcast episode, she talks about her training, her experience over the last 12 weeks, her biggest learnings, and of course, she drops some hot words of wisdom and advice for those of you who are really struggling with your training. Okay, enjoy this conversation with Meg. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body, and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bo, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Meg, welcome to the Warrior School podcast. Thanks. I feel like I put my podcast voice on. Like we'll be talking and then all of a sudden I'll just go straight into (laughs) podcast voice. Yeah. Is this your first time doing a podcast? Yeah.
1: I've done like a couple of group ones like through work. But never like a one-on-one session. So it's quite cool. It is cool. We're going to have
0: fun. Yeah. We're going to talk all about you.
1: (laughs) My favorite thing to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were actually uh, just on a group coaching call and we were talking about dietary supplements for performance, but right at the end of the call, we had two main takeaways and one was when you're dished up a compliment take that compliment (laughs) because when you give a woman a compliment, she argues with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we do. It's a real bad habit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, And we don't really love talking about ourselves either.
1: Not really. Not really. Not really with this stuff. I'm okay with work-related things, but the stuff is a bit different. It's more intimate, isn't it?
0: yeah we're gonna get intimate (laughs) (laughs) oh okay let's talk about you let's talk about your training you're gonna share learnings and insights you're gonna drop words of wisdom it's gonna be fun
1: it is gonna be fun I'll try with the wisdom
0: (laughs) you've got words of wisdom for sure you've got some really cool learnings and insights so we just finished up Warrior Queen Challenge. I'm sure those listening have listened to a bunch of conversations with these amazing women. If you haven't, go back and listen to them. Uh, Twelve weeks, training hard, lifting heavy. I want to know what that experience was like for you.
1: It was intense. It was fun. It was really fun. It was challenging. And it was, yeah, lots of learning, lots of learning about skill and technique and trying to overcome the mental game that we play with ourselves as to why I can't train today and I just need to train today. And yeah, all of those things. But yeah, the, it was intense, but it was fun. I think fun was my biggest takeaway from that that it made training fun, like I said to you on our last, or one of our last calls, like it all clicked for me. It happened at kind of the perfect time for me because I wasn't training really hard before the challenge. I'd only just been working with the bar for not even two months. And I went into it thinking, okay, so I'll probably be able to, you know, do some squats and maybe some deadlifts. And at the end, I was like really surprised with myself. I didn't go into it expecting much of myself and I came out really surprised and actually really proud. So that was cool.
0: I think we need more experiences in our lives that Mm -hmm. that happens. Yeah. Can you just talk to me a little bit about the fun part of it, because for so many women, and maybe you could just share your experience uh, with training before, I think a lot of women, they don't have fun when they train. It's not a fun experience. Uh, Do you want to just share a little bit about your relationship with training before and then why it was so fun for you?
1: So, it was always packaged up to me not training it was exercise and it was to undo something that had been done or you know not that I was ever really into that much cardio but it was you know all that hit stuff like oh I've eaten x number of calories now I need to go burn y number of calories um I came to you really close after an injury so for me the biggest thing was getting strong it wasn't necessarily about like aesthetic goals or anything like that it was about being able to actually not be in pain and those kinds of I wouldn't say they were goals they were more like I'm in pain I've got a back injury I'm in the healing process and I need to get to the point where I'm not feeling like I need to sit on the sofa for two days to get over this. I want to be able to, you know, and kind of hitting that age of early forties going, this isn't going to have to just fix itself with a couple of Advil and two weeks of rest. So I think it kind of reframed it for me, like the whole strength, the whole muscle building, the whole, actually getting strong versus exercising so that I can wear clothes that used to fit me 15 years ago and I still kept them and all of those things that we all do massively and yeah okay there was aesthetic stuff because there's been a bit of weight gain in the last couple of years as well um but it was just very much uh It was like a reframing and I'm still going through it. It's definitely not done. This isn't like, you know, (laughs) this journey is not complete and I don't think it ever will be. Um, But I think the beginning was challenging. It wasn't fun. Like a couple of the other women have said those wall split squats, like those are not fun. (laughs) But it was like, there was a reason, like you really helped you helped me understand why i was doing the things i was doing like building that foundation so that you can then progress into you know using the bar and going into those compound movements you can't just walk up to a bar and start deadlifting when you don't have any real strength um which is probably why i was injured in the first place but you know it kind of provided that like you said the foundation and Once those things, you know, once I started to digest those things and really understand through what you teach us, it then became, well, if I do this, then this can happen. If I do that, then that can happen. And seeing not the changes in my body per se, but the, the ability to do it and the capability to do it and that became fun it was really like a skill that I was starting to learn and then every time I just got better and better and better and then the challenge drops and it's like okay let's go and it definitely became almost like a game and you hear it with lifting you know once you get in there and you start doing it and you understand the progressive overload it can become a bit of a game and it's a bit gamified in your heads and here's another one and a half kilo here and one another three kilo there and you're like just sort of propelling yourself a little bit forward every single week and being able to do things that you never thought you could do before so and do them properly in the right way and not just flail around going i think this is what i'm supposed to be doing (laughs) So the fun bit, I think, was all mixed into all of that, but there was just little pockets of, oh, I did that today, or you know, the first time you do Bulgarians, they felt terrible. Then four weeks later, they feel okay. And then four weeks after that, you're like throwing more and more weight in there. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, these are actually moving. When You know, wall split squats for 30 seconds nine months ago were (laughs) shaky, wobbly, and not fun. So it's the little little things that add up that make it all fun, where your sessions, you walk into them, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do today? And it's that not walking into a gym going, right, how long am I going to have to sit on this treadmill for? Totally different a totally different experience and that's what it is it's an experience now it's not just working out you know and I won't lie like doing hit and stuff yeah you get that endorphin hit at the end but you're not actually going anywhere you're not doing anything you just you know the cortisol is high and you're spinning a little bit at the end of it but you're not doing anything that feeling lasts for 15-20 minutes Whereas the feeling you get after you do a really heavy session and you look at what you've achieved and what you've lifted, that lasts—I don't want to say forever, but it lasts for a lot longer—and it propels you to the next session. So that's where the fun sits in it for me.
0: Yeah, I love that so much, Meg. Uh, I really like the piece around how, like, it was packaged up to us. Like, it was packaged up in a way, like the culture around like work out and exercise and do it because you know to change yourself or to compensate for something like it was never packaged up in a way that was learn how to do it and progress and make it, like fun and challenging but also meet you where you're at uh, and th- it was never packaged up that way. Yeah. And fun never, it wasn't really spoken about. It was always like sweat, change yourself, get rid of something, stop thinking. But where was the, yeah, where was the fun piece? And I guess that's a really big part of mm. my work is I want it to be fun. I want you to enjoy it because this is something that I believe we need to do for our health and our body for the rest of our lives. So we've got to find a way to make it fun, to gamify it. And the only way we can do that, like you said, is we've got to go through the shitty part that feels hard and it's slow and we've got to deal with the injuries or the pain or the niggle we've got to get the energy right and then once we've done that then we can turn it into this game which can be really fun yeah
1: and the energy piece as well for me like really understanding that and I don't really really understand it you know I don't have all the knowledge around you know macros and all that kind of stuff yeah the very basic understanding probably more, a little more than basic but really appreciating the fueling for the energy like I can tell when I haven't and I'm not quite there um versus you know and that's still that's still a learning thing for me like I'm still understanding like is it better for me to do my session in the afternoon after two or three meals or how do I do first thing in the morning? How does that affect my recovery and the rest of the day? Like I'm still finding and, um, you know, looking at the data within tracking and looking at my sessions against what I'm, you know, what I'm eating and my nutrition, but that's gonna, that will come, that will only get better. Like, what I know now versus what I know six months ago versus what I even know at the beginning of the challenge, because I dialed in really well with my nutrition throughout the challenge as well. I kind of threw it all in and I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. Because for me, it wasn't what I really wanted to take away was, yes, this is a challenge, but at the end of it, what I want to be able to do is choose to push myself In my sessions and my nutrition so yes it's packaged up as a challenge but actually at the end of it we don't need you to tell us okay here's your next block of challenge we you know we have the awareness to then make that choice to walk up to the bar and be like "Right, i'm gonna stick another two and a half kilos on each side and see what happens or for me you know looking at nutrition i'm going to choose to track now going forward whether that's I have a fat loss or whatever those goals are, it's because, yeah, I want to make the choice, not be challenged. And somebody else telling me, and I I think you must do that intentionally, obviously, but I've got the skill now. I know what I can do One as a one rep max. I am getting to the point where I feel like I know what two reps in reserve looks like. That's so far away from what I actually thought I was, you know, six, nine months ago. So I can actually push myself in my sessions now through choice, not through challenge.
0: Yeah. I love that Meg. I really, really like that. It's never been served up that way, but that's exactly how I was taught. I was taught how to train like, okay, how do we do the movements properly? You know, how do we, uh, what's the basis of the fueling? But for me, it's like I don't want to tell you what to do, (laughs) I want you to learn, okay, this is how I train. I get it now. I feel it now. This is how I squat. Okay, this is... I even want you to learn how to push yourself. And that's why I don't prescribe very specific things. That's why I won't give you a very specific diet. I just don't believe that that's the way that we create our own strategies. I think it's through choice. And I I really like how you've, yeah, you've served that up. um, That you create your own with, you know, when you were talking about your nutrition and your understanding, I don't even think you need a deep Understanding of yeah. nutrition. I think that's the problem, actually, that so many of us get stuck in learning all of this stuff. That, yeah, okay, it, it can be kind of cool, but what's important is, okay, are you eating enough? And like, have you got your macros balanced?
1: Like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to go to the nth degree. And actually, we get a little bit, I found the more I tried to get hung up on hitting everything exactly. I was just increasing my mental load and then it was becoming a bit. "Mm." Whereas if I just took a step back and doing things like simplifying, you know, what I'm actually eating, like repeating the same things day in and day out, that just makes everything so much easier. So yeah, I think that coupled with the skill and the technique and all the learning there, like I feel the last 12 weeks has been a massive gift because it's been full of learning every single day, week, whatever. And the other thing I think that I've also really, it's really kind of like on reflection now, I'm constantly reevaluating what that like expectation reality gap actually means. Like I've the biggest challenge for me during this challenge. And it's just, it's not even the challenge. It's everything is that my routine is so unpredictable. Like with work, my sleep can be massively impacted like through all the weekly travel that I have to do. And, you know, I had just have to accept that even on the day when I have all the good intentions of the world where I get up at six and I'm like, I'm going to do a walk and then I'm going to have these meetings and I'm going to do another walk and then I'm going to get in the car and drive four hours. And then I'm going to do this. It is like, that stuff can get sometimes get thrown out the window, but actually, if I'm like well I just I don't need to throw it all in you know I can get a 10 minute walk before in before I get in the car and I've still moved and you know it's just all those nuances again it's like oh yeah I'd love a nine to five where I can have a nice routine where I can plan my week well in advance and it all goes to plan but that doesn't happen but I for me the fun aspect of the training means I find a way to make it happen so again that's not right I've worked this horrific day and then I need to go and punish myself in the gym it's not like that anymore at all
0: so cool Mm. can you um share are your results over the last 12 weeks like where did you start at and then I was trying
1: I, I was I was like oh I need to go back and look and then I totally forgot I think I was squatting not much when we started I think I was doing the bar with maybe 10 so a ladies bar with 10 kilos maybe 15 on it so 40 ish and then I think I got up to 75 um deadlifts I wasn't I hadn't done them we were doing like sing RDLs with the bar maybe a little bit um And then we did sumo at 80 and then pull-ups, which were, I do think they're the outlier for all of us, you know? um, That's one of something I'd really like to be able to do, but I understand the process. It's going to take a lot of time, but at the beginning of January, I couldn't even do assisted on the tops of my feet. Like it was so painful. (laughs) And then I think I managed three sets of seven or something. And it just, when I think about how hard it was the first week versus how easy, not easy, like still challenging, but everything just flowed in the connection and everything. It just, some days the only thing that stops me is my grip strength because I haven't slept that well. And, but yeah, I think they are the one where if I look at it on paper, that's actually the biggest progress for me, even though, you know, the big sexy numbers are the what's on the bar, but actually. Or pull-ups like pulling that body weight off even the floor can be a big challenge considering i couldn't even hang <laughs> nine months ago for 10 seconds
0: yeah that's the thing couldn't even hang on a bar for 10 yeah. seconds nine months ago is you know if you jump on my social media you'll probably see there's a post about Meg and her pull-ups are in there and she's on the tops of her feet and she's just banging out reps there. And, you know, if you haven't done a lot of pull-up work, that might not really resonate with you, but if you've actually tried, it's really freaking hard. It's so mm-hmm. hard to pull your body weight up. And so, yeah, I'd agree with you, Meg, that any progress on that pull-up, like that somehow just takes the spotlight away from the bar stuff because you're like, wow, I'm pulling like my body weight up on yeah. this bar.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's a really it's it's a cool movement, it's super challenging, and but it's one that I really want to develop. But it's just gonna be a slow burner.
0: It is. She's a slow burner, she takes a long time yeah. to um But you know why, that's why I love bodyweight strength training is because I think it, there's something so cool about being able to use your own body to do a skill. Yeah. Squatting's cool. Squatting heavy weights, so cool. But I think like doing something with your own body is, Mm. that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to just say like congratulations on your squat and your deadlift. Huge progress. Um, so much more trust and confidence, I think, in your body that if you come from being in pain and having an injury, like that's a it's a it's a scary thing to put a heavy bar on your back and squat down or to hinge, you know, and lift a heavy bar off the floor can you just talk a little bit about that like how how you kind of moved through that how you got the confidence to step up to the bar to keep loading the weight on uh, even though you have a backstory
1: in the back of my mind at the beginning of the challenge I was like I'm so scared to hurt myself I'm so scared with my back because you know when I went to see when I had my back issue last year like the surgeon said to me you're a candidate for surgery and I'm like no thank you <laughs> and luckily I had an amazing physio that says the best thing you can possibly do is start putting weight on your back and lifting so that was awesome but when I was you know I was always there's always there's like that 10 percent in my head every time I would put more weight on like you know. But you taught us so much about the movement that I could almost understand. Am I, well, I could understand, am I capable of this? And then I would just do something so stupid, like just pick up the 1.25, have it in my hand and be like, this is nothing. I'll just slam it on the bar and see what happens. <laughs> I can add this on and that's it. And when you do that week in and week out before you know it, it's, You know, it's, I almost doubled the weight that was on there and, you know, the breathing and the bracing and the technique and everything you taught us about how to do that. That sort of, I mean, you gave us the confidence. We give ourselves the confidence. We feed, we piggyback off what you, you're not going to give us something that's stupid. You've been doing it a long time. We probably, I probably could have done more but it was just that last little bit in me and my hips were starting to play up a little bit towards the end as well but i think the most challenging and scary bit was the 6 seconds in the bottom for me like and those were only like week 6 and 8 and i was like there's no way i'm first time i did it i'm like there's no way i'm coming out at the bottom of 6 seconds in the bottom of my squat and not hurting myself and then you just do it and you're like you know if i can sit down there and then push it back up. It's happening. And then you just start to think about, well, oh, actually, I lift up my suitcase every single week and pull it in and out of my car. And I do all, I lift all these things and I don't even think about it. But yet I walk up to the barn because it's so formal in that situation. I get nervous, but you know, I've got no problems taking every single bag of groceries out of the car on both hands at the same time, which probably does weigh 80 kilos
0: are you are you that girl that has to take all of them at the one time are you a one trip yeah. gal
1: yeah i'm like, a one trip like, gal too yeah and when i like i purposely park as far away as possible when i go to hotels for work and i've got like three bags and my cooler and i look like a crazy person coming in with all the stuff like i might as well have something on my head carrying it in and i'm like you know what, I'm probably, this is more weight than what's on that bar, but no, not even thinking about it, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the only way that you're going to build trust and get confidence is to do the work, is to over time earn that trust, earn the body's trust, earn that confidence, yeah. And yes, of course, I think, understanding how to lift properly and move properly is essential uh, to helping you prevent injuring yourself. Uh, But yeah, what you just said is like, you just, you just did it. You just have to show up and you have to do it. And then the body's going to tell you. And over time you've developed, you've got all this evidence saying that actually what I'm doing is fine. I'm fine. I'm safe. My back feels good. Okay, let's just keep going. And I think that's the most important thing that you've got to start. You've got to do something because that's the only way you're going to build the trust and the confidence.
1: Okay. Just try it and see what happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Just try it and see what happens. Um, All right. I want you... I'd love for you to share some hot words of wisdom, some advice for women who are really just struggling with this training stuff.
1: I think you got to try and understand what you actually want out of it. Like, do you is it just all aesthetics is it all like you know what do you actually want because i've been there it's all it's there's been times where that's the only thing the only priority who cares what the other things are who cares about the strength stuff and then you know you're also eating a thousand calories so um especially women sort of my age you know 40-ish mid-40s like what do you actually want to do? Do you want to be able to walk upstairs when you're 60, carrying all your bags of groceries? <laughs> um, And like, just take the leap of faith with the coach because yes, You can do things yourself, but it doesn't have to be so hard. What you can get out of it, again, is also what you're willing to put in. Like, just a coach is also not a magic pill. Like, but I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing today if I hadn't started working with you because I didn't. I think you really help us find our why behind all of it, too. Like, what do we want to do? What is our vision? not the going through the motions and the six times a week in the gym doing cardio kind of stuff. It's the, what you actually want out of it. And you connect all those dots as well. Like you said, you don't give us like a, this is exactly what you eat, but you're also really honest with us about it as well. You tell us it's not quick and yeah. Okay. The <clears throat> 12, 12 months seems like, oh my God, 12 months. But in, in, in 12 weeks, this app over here tells me I can do it. You know, it doesn't, um, but for me now, I'm like, you should make your minimum commitment in two years. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way these training wheels are coming off anytime soon. And I'm at like 11 months. I'm like, you got us for a while. But also like the, the, you... Like this week when I was away with work, I walked into a gym and I didn't have access to some of the equipment I needed to use to do one of my sessions. And through everything you have taught us, I was able to throw, not throw, but confidently put together a full body session with the structure around the main movement of the squat and push myself to two reps in reserve on all of those movements and I walked out of the gym and I'm like I would never I was like I just I did that myself and I'm not saying I'm gonna be going to do that myself anytime soon but you taught us how to modify you give us the principles you teach us the foundation you teach us all these things so that we can take that and then do that in those situations so like there's no way I would have been able to do that even in December so that was really cool that was probably my win of the week
0: oh like I just got tears in my eyes because I think that well that's one of my main missions is I want to teach you how to train like I want to, yeah, I do believe that I got to keep you for a couple of years to do mm-hmm. that. So I truly do believe that. Uh, it's not, I'm not full of bullshit when I say it's going to take mm. about a year or probably if I could keep you for two, it, I really want to uh, because it does take that long. But then I want to get to this place where I want you to be able to do that. I want, I want you to have that skill. Like why are we taught so many other things skills in our life but we're not taught that one skill of like teaching out knowing how to train ourselves how to look after our body how to help our body if we are feeling like we're in pain you know we have tight hips from traveling bazillion hours without work (laughs) like now you know like how to help your hips so you don't have to have hip pain for the rest of your working life. Like, isn't that like that? Just, I just get so excited by it. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. what I want for you. I want you to be able to walk into a gym and know how to structure some training that pushes you, that progresses you and you can walk out of there being like, yep, yeah, I have that skill. I've got it.
1: Maybe like white belt in it, but it's there. That's the foundation you know, and it'll only get better in like a year and another year and another year. But there's, you know, like that's priceless to me, being able to do that and not walk into that gym and just do a bunch of silly walking lunges and then like burn myself out on an elliptical and be like, oh, I'm really sweaty. So that must have been a good workout
0: now. Or to be so scared to not even walk into the gym, to be like, yes. oh, well, I'm traveling and like I don't feel comfortable and I like, so I'm just gonna walk out. Yeah. And that's you know, and I love how you put the the white belts. And that's kind of how you can think of it. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many of so many women walking around, they don't even have a belt on. It's like okay. Well, where are you going to learn the belt? Like you've got to learn it from someone. It's okay that you don't know it. Like we weren't taught this stuff. So go and find someone that can teach you it, get a belt on, and then just slowly work up, you know, to eventually one day you might just be sitting at a good old blue belt or a purple belt. You know, you don't have to get to black belt status, but it's like put a couple of notches on your belt so you know how to look after your body. Yeah. So cool. (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to say while you've got the mic?
1: No, just thank you. No, thank Sorry. you.
0: Thank you. It's been a pleasure to lead you. I uh, Your focus, your work ethic, your curiosity, your confidence. It's, yeah, it's so cool. Uh, and I'm really excited. I'm excited to see what you and your body do next we're just getting started and that's the fun part yeah yeah Uh,
1: thanks
0: Amy. okay thanks Meg warrior woman thanks so much for listening to this episode if you haven't please give the podcast some love by subscribing now and if you enjoyed this episode please rate it and share it with another warrior woman Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.